Welcome back to another episode of An Extra Dose Podcast. We're back. We're Alexis and Samantha Belbel of An Extra Dose Podcast, and we're back with another episode. So today we're going to be sharing a recap of our stay at the Ritz-Carlton in Dallas. And even if you don't live in Dallas, you can still benefit from this podcast because um, we're going to be talking about a staycation that you can do in your own city, and you can always fly into Dallas and stay here, so... Yeah, if you guys are ever looking, I know some of you guys message us and you say, I guess pre-COVID, but you guys, I know a lot of you guys are traveling now, but sometimes you're coming into town for something, something for your friends, your family, or you're looking to do a little vacation. I know someone messaged me, um, I think over the weekend, saying that they were trying to come to, I don't know if it was Austin or Dallas, but I know some people are traveling is my point. So if you guys are looking for a really nice spot to stay and you want to treat yourself and you're looking for somewhere that's great with during COVID. We're going to talk all about it, um, but it's definitely a great option. So without further ado, we'll get started. So the Ritz-Carlton in Dallas, it's located in Uptown. So if you've never been to Dallas before, um, it's in a great location. It's close to everything. It's close to the malls. (laughs) It's close to great restaurants. They have great restaurants on site. They, which we'll talk about in a second, but it's it, easy to get everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it's close to everything. Nice as the only Forbes travel guide, five star hotel in Texas. So it's definitely worthy of something. It's so beautiful inside and out, and it's been there for a while, so you know they know what they're doing. It's definitely recognized all over Dallas, you know, for its for its great hospitality and food. Yeah, just everything. So we're gonna share all about our experience there. Uh, we also wanted to share because of COVID, there are, I know everyone's kind of nervous about it, especially staying and even going anywhere, but especially staying in a hotel. I know people are kind of like, eh, I don't know. And we have to say they did an amazing job. We felt totally safe. They were super clean with everything. We never doubted anything. And they have a whole program, which Marriott has it. It's called their commitment to clean. And they have several measures in place. So, of course, everyone's wearing face coverings. They definitely make, they have that with all the employees, but also as, you know, anyone in the hotel has to wear a face covering. And that's all across all their hotels. They are constantly cleaning surface areas and public spaces. They have lots of rigorous cleaning protocols, and they also have these electrostatic sprayers to sanitize surfaces all over the hotel. So they're constantly cleaning stuff. They also have air purifying systems that will clean out the air and just purify it. So it's probably even better than it is at your house, to be honest, because <laughs> um, I don't think anyone's doing... I mean, we have air purifiers, but I don't think anyone we really do, does We do, but I don't think normal people do. Yeah, so they have that. Then... With contact, they're very, they have a lot of measures in place. They have a lot of stuff digitally where you can just check in, make changes to your room, all that stuff right from your phone. I mean, of course, you can call them, but they make stuff so if you don't want to contact them or you don't want to touch anything, they make that really easy for you. Um, They also have, with their food safety, they're very particular about that. They have all these measures in place and guidelines of sanitization and all that stuff. So we felt, like I said, we felt totally safe while we were there and everyone, everything was very, I mean, it's probably, honestly, it's probably cleaner than when you go any other time because think about it when you, when you're eating out anywhere, you're going anywhere, these, these kind of things, I mean, they would clean a little, but I don't think they were as careful. So now I think everyone's really, really careful about it. You know, they're really cleaning everything. And I feel safe, you know, even things like putting your phone on the table, like now I'm like, I used to be really grossed out by that, but now I'm like, well, it's probably cleaner than it was like years ago. So, um, 
that's definitely my take on it. Do you, Would you agree? Yeah, for sure. I definitely agree. So I guess we're going to move on to like kind of what we did at the hotel um, during our stay. Unfortunately, we were supposed to stay there, you know, uh, for one night Overnight or two nights. Overnight stay, yeah. One or two nights. And that was the plan. But unfortunately, Millie passed away. I guess we haven't talked about yeah, this No, we haven't. Podcast. I guess we could go We did a podcast. We did. When we finish up this part, we'll go into a little bit about okay, that. Okay. Well, but we did, the, we did a podcast a while ago, and we'll talk about that in a second. So anyway, we were supposed to stay there overnight, but unfortunately, Millie passed away right before this this experience so we um obviously have lucy our dog so we and if you guys don't know millie we'll go into in a second but anyway we did not end up staying there but we did get to still experience a lot of the hotel we did a few experiences we just the only thing we didn't do was stay overnight so i'll let sam share a little bit yeah so what we did was we when we got there one of the evenings we went and had dinner at fairings which I've heard about it. I had never actually eaten there, but funny enough, we did a couple years ago. I remember when I was first dating Taylor, we went to the patio that's right next to it, and it's like a, a bar slash outdoor area, which we'll get into, but we did have a drink there. This was probably like um, three and a half years ago, so it's pretty funny to be back there, but we ate there, and we actually got some wine, so we went out on the patio, and it's right next to the restaurant, like I said, and it's really nice because they have live music on the on Friday and Saturdays, and um, even during the week they have like this really cute outdoor seating. You can sit outside there and eat as also. But we got a glass of wine and a cocktail, and we like hung out outside for. A I little got bit. the Flower Child cocktail, and it was so good, very refreshing. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, and I'm not have- like I don't like a lot of alcohol, like this taste of it, but this one was really good. And then I got my favorite Sauvignon Blanc, my favorite white wine. And we had that. And then we went into dinner at Fairings, and which was really cool. The best part of the night was we got a neat he's, – he's a celebrity chef, and his name is Dean Fairing, And he has a cookbook, which you got to get. Yeah, he gave us a signed cookbook, which was so, so cool. So this restaurant's been around. Like, I mean, he's been like a – he's been a chef. He's a very well-known chef. Yeah, for a while. And he was so sweet. I mean, clearly the restaurant is yeah. named after him. So he was so sweet and – so welcoming, but anyway, his cookbook looked so good. So you guys are. It has there. like a lot of Texas flavors, and but it's like not like tacos and burritos. It's like authentic. Texan, authentic Texan food. He has tons of recipes for sauces, guacamole, pico de gallo, all these different twists, and he has great like um, dishes for any like cuisine. Like I mean, he even ha- we'll go into in a second, but they have vegan stuff, they have meat stuff, they have seafood. I mean, he has tons of stuff in his cookbook and at the restaurant. Yeah, so we'll go into what we got. If you guys didn't miss, we actually have a story highlight. Mine's called Ritz Dallas, and it's in one of my little highlight bubbles, and I showed everything we did and what we ate. But if you guys haven't seen them, when we went, we got, we started off with, well, first they got us, they gave us like a little chef's tasting, and it had bourbon raisins, which I've never had That's before. Good. It was like, it's this little Bourbon soaked raisins. Yeah, bourbon soaked raisins with like a tomato, like it was like a little bite you put in your mouth, just like right before you start eating and then we they also had this which it wasn't really part of my diet but i had to have one <laughs> it was cornbread with bacon in it oh my god guys it was like a little they're mini like little bread. mini ones little mini ones you guys know i don't really eat gluten or dairy but i like couldn't resist of course alexis you know she god forbid she should never eat any of it but 
I don't. You like that kind of stuff. More. I will like if it's in front of me. I usually have really good self discipline, but sometimes if it just smells so good, and I'm what well, the problem is if I'm really hungry, like I I have a harder time resisting. But anyway, so I had one, and I can let you guys know that they were really good. They also had other rolls with it, with like smoked butter. It was really good. But anyway, so then we got um I got a salad um like a like a it was like a kind of like a dinner salad. It had like pickled onions and tomatoes and cabbage, and I got it. And then Alexis got this kale salad. We both kind of shared both. It was really good kale salad and I think it had like apple and like other stuff in there and then um for an appetizer we got this was we're gonna go into so they have a regular menu that has like fish um seafood which obviously is the same but they have meat entrees chicken entrees um all different kind of things um great options and great flavors but they also have a vegetarian menu so if you guys have it you're traveling with someone that has that diet or you yourself you're looking for that which is really nice because i feel like most restaurants you have to like i have to kind of make like sides up to, to make up for like what i would eat um this one actually had a separate menu and we were happy happy we could share it with you guys so we got as an appetizer we got we each got our own we got jackfruit street tacos and then it came with um this mango salad on top and then it also came with these the cutest little um hard shell tacos mini ones with avocado and it had like nuts and stuff on top so really creative flavors I just like to like I never can eat jackfruit tacos with that kind of flavor on top and then for the entree we got it was really cool we got um this vegan roasted vegetable curry and had like pieces of cauliflower um the dish was kind of like indian it was kind of like indian because indians a lot of their stuff is like curries so it was like that but it had like a texan flair to it so it had like chickpeas and like um edamame and like a really good like spicy curry sauce on top and then it had um saffron rice and this um, it came with um, that garlic naan. I think it's how you pronounce yeah. it. That a lot of Indians use in their um, in their plates, and then it had this mango chutney that was really good. And that's what we got off the vegetarian menu. Like we didn't change. That we didn't have to change anything, which is perfect. It was already vegan, no butter, anything on there. And then we also ordered um, a side of their mushrooms and their asparagus. So really great options. We were so full. I was like about to bust, which. I was telling Taylor because normally I'm like kind of hungry when I leave a restaurant, but I was literally like about to bust out of my outfit. So we got home. I was like, normally I'd come home and like snack on like chocolate or like some fruit. I was so full. I was like, I cannot eat anything else, which I'm glad I didn't. And then for dessert, they have the most amazing desserts on their regular menu. They had like cookies, warmed cookies with like ice cream. They had like like probably five or six desserts that sounded amazing but we were so full I was like I can't handle anything else but they were sweet enough to bring us this mango sorbet with fruit so a great option if again you're vegan and you don't you know you don't eat gluten or dairy so they had great options and we had a great experience there so and then I guess you can talk about the next day what we did so the next day that was the dinner then the next day on Saturday I mean, Saturday. Why did I even say Saturday? Mm. I don't know why I said Saturday. I, well, the next day. The next day is actually a Thursday. But <laughs> the next day, we came in for our spa treatments. And we got two, well, we each got 15-minute stress relief massage. And it was amazing. We obviously had two different mas- uh, massage therapists, um, both females. Obviously, that's what we decided. But actually, did we, get it? Did we decide no, that? No, I think they did. Okay, they decided that. But um, I was happy with that. And they the whole treatment was amazing. I have gotten a lot of massages. Obviously, I go to reflexology a lot. We go get those 
But this was like a great experience. It was so relaxing. I like literally, well, the first time we went into the massage, the spa, they have everything like was very, um, they had like the partitions at the, plexiglass. At the, yeah, the plexiglass at the uh, counter. Desk. So, you know, like it's, you know, it's everything's following their guidelines. Then they escorted us into the locker room. They had the robes for us. And then we put everything away. They also have the sauna. I don't think you can use the steam. You can use the dry sauna. You can't use the steam. And you can use the whirlpool. They have lockers. They have showers. They have everything like that. I think you just can't use the steam room right now. But they have this other relaxation room that I put in my story also. So it's kind of like... um, the lights are kind of dim. Yeah, and they have like little beds. These comfy little like beds. With and like just, a little lamp. It's like a little lit. And you can, you lay down on it. And I like, before your treatment, if you want to like relax a little. And I legit, I think it was probably like five minutes. I fell asleep. When I she came to get me, I was like, I was like wobbling everywhere because I was like, yeah, I just taken a nap. <laughs> she was like holding on to my arms. She's like, this girl's not stable. Yeah, she's like, what did this girl do for yeah. a massage? And then she, they escort us to the room. The room was, like, really big, though. Was yeah. Yours? Yeah. Massaging. Very spacious. Yeah. Obviously, I was the only one in there, but... <laughs> we didn't have a guest. And then um, you don't have to wear your mask for the massage. So, like, obviously, they check... You know, they make sure that you, you don't have COVID, obviously. But you... Um, so, it's, like, comfortable. You're not, like, suffocating. And they... She did the massage. It was... They ask you, like, what you want to focus on. And, of course, for me, it's always my back and my traps, my neck. And she did a great job. She massaged. I was saying, I don't think I've ever had a massage where they massage like your legs and arms like twice. Because oh, really? I know they did like the bottom. Yeah, they the do top. like your up, you lay on your stomach and they do like your back and then they do like the back, like your hamstrings, your calves. And then when they flip you over, they do like the other side, so like your thighs. Well, I feel like you got like double massage. Like I feel like it's, I don't know, maybe I just haven't had a real one in a while. You might have not had a real but one. But anyway, they It was did, very relaxing. Yeah, they do, I, um, they did um, oils that you could pick if you wanted like lavender. Oh, or yeah. Like they non- also offer, um, you can pay extra for a CBD one. I didn't do it, but you can, you can, it's more like, I guess it's more relaxing. It's just a little bit more. Uh, Okay, so they have really cool options. You can customize They also it. have, like, their spa offers. Like, they have other treatments, too. Um, but obviously, we did the massage, but we loved it. So then after that... After that, we went to the pool, which in Dallas, it's still really warm. So we went to the pool, which was beautiful. They have a, they have a few cabanas. They have really comfy chairs. The pool was great. They also have, like, a little bar area where there's someone there. He was there even during the week. Um, they, they can give you make you drinks. They can order food for you. You can order, like, they have a pool menu, and they have the in-room dining menu. You can order anything off of it. So they take your order for you, and they bring it right to your chair. So it was super convenient. And they had really good idea, like, really good options to eat. Like They had guac. They had, like, other stuff, you know, like, typical pool snacks yeah. um but then we ended up getting we got a few salads we got like a veggie wrap a fruit plate what didn't we eat? we got guac everything we ate a lot and it was really good and the guy was super the gentleman they were super helpful really sweet and yeah, he, everyone was really nice at this yeah all the staff was super nice and what they're doing there right now for covid they're um you have to reserve everything within three hour time limits so that everyone can have social distancing so if you're worried about that they have everything under control with that and yeah the food was just like it was the night before the food is really great at the pool and we had a really everything's great, in like to go yeah and so the the food at the pools everything's in to go boxes so you can always take stuff later if you don't finish it and it's like all really sanitary because they're using all like um, disposable um, containers if you're in Dallas or you're even coming in from out of town they have great packages I wanted to share a few of them 
um, that you guys can use. They have a great one that's for dinner. It's called Dinner at Fearings, and you can get um, the meal we ate. Yeah, that's the restaurant we ate at. You can get two hundred dollar credit towards dinner for two at Fearings, and then obviously um, it has overnight valet parking and some other options with it. They also have one that's called the Prince Charming Experience. You get rose petal turned down, which they have the rose petals all over the bed. It looks really nice. Champagne and chocolate and some other things with it. They have a bed and breakfast one, which was, is a great one if you're traveling with like uh, your significant other or you just want like a relaxing trip by yourself. It includes a complimentary full American breakfast for two, parking and um, some other things with it too. They have some other spa packages as well. So if you want to do something like that we did, you can do a spa package. They have tons of options and Honestly, I'm surprised that we never stayed there. I know. Living in Dallas for seven years. Someone asked, if you guys messaged me that you've stayed there before or like when you come into Dallas, you stay there. So. Yeah. It's a great option. And I know like, didn't a lot of the Mavs players stay there? Or yeah. Something? I feel like some kind of, some of the players Yeah. It's a well, very well-known spot and it's like, they've updated it so it's not like super old, but it's still luxurious. You get, you know, you're getting that name and it's just, I, I think it's definitely worth checking out. And I feel like there's a lot of hotels in Dallas, but I feel like at the same time, there aren't that many great ones at the same Like, this yeah. one's, like, a step above. Yeah. So, I definitely would, would recommend checking them out. You can find more information on their website. I think it's just Ritz Carlton. If you search Ritz Carlton Dallas, it'll come up. And they have a lot of information on their site. And they're probably super helpful on the phone as well. So, we had a great experience. We wanted to share that with you guys. Some of you guys were interested in it. So, hope that was helpful. We wanted to share some tips on if you're wanting to do a staycation, even if it's at home. I know a lot of us can't really travel that much depending on your situation, or maybe you just don't feel safe enough. So we want to share some tips. So um, if you're going to try to do one at home, I think it could be kind of fun, especially if you have kids. You could kind of make it like a fun little experience for them. But like any other vacation, you want to get everything done before. You want to get all the prep work done, figure out you know what kind of theme you want to do. Some of the ones that we saw, you can do – I mean, these you can also leave your house. I mean, these have to be like you just be at your house all day. But some of the ideas they had were to be like a tourist in your own town, visit museums and attractions you've never tried, do a walking tour of a historic site. So, like, I feel like when we lived in other cities, we kind of played – did this in our city. Like, even in Dallas, the first few years we lived here, there was always yeah, something new. we would go do museums. There was always something new to experience. And even I feel like now, like, you guys mm-hmm. were going to go to the zoo or something. Yeah, right? I still haven't been to the zoo in Dallas. So, but. like, I feel like there's always something new you can do in your city and, like, it can make it feel like you're on a trip. Like, we felt like – we literally felt like we were on a vacation. We were at the Ritz. Like, yeah. we felt like we were out of town. Yeah. So, it was kind of, like, nice to just kind of step away from, like, the real world. Um you can do stuff that's like active. You could do like indoor rock climbing, stand up paddle boarding, mountain biking, or you can go play tennis somewhere. You can really feel like you're like somewhere somewhere else. I know in Dallas they have a few spots where you can like go. It's like kind of like a like an out, like outdoor like I don't know what it's called when you like are in the car and like the animals come to your. Oh, I don't know. It's not a zoo. It's like a petting they, thing. Yeah, they they come like to your car. You yeah. drive through. It's kind of cool. I've never done it, but. You can make reservations at the best restaurants. You could go to the Ritz <laughs> and um, go to new restaurants, like really nice ones that you normally don't go to. Do like a yoga, go to a yoga class or go book a massage, reflexology, do a spa treatment. Um, and then you could like even like have friends over and like, I don't know, do you like, you could do spa day at home or have like, you know, a charcuterie board and what, like, I mean, you can do stuff that makes it feel like you're on a trip and like. Obviously, you want to make sure that you're following all the rules you would do on a vacation, like don't work, you know, turn like be present in the moment, all those kind of stuff. Um, obviously, 
if you're going to be going on a staycation or like to a hotel or resort, obviously some tips are to, stay, to still have a budget like you would any other trip. But there's some so many hotels I think now are doing deals because they're trying to get more business because it's so low right now. So I think there's so many ways you can support you know support a local hotel. You go to check in for like a night or two. If you have kids, get like have someone watch them or something like a family member and. You can, or you can even go with your girlfriends, like how Sam and I did. And I think it's a great way just to kind of like, I don't know, have a different perspective and just kind of get a little break from the, from the world that we have right now. Um, you can also, like I said, turn work off. Don't tell, you know, don't t- pretend like you're going on vacation. Like turn everything off, even with your, you know, even with your family. Maybe like you're just going through a hard time. Make sure you're like really going on a trip and like really taking it seriously. So, like I said, I would definitely check out hotels that are near you because I feel like a lot of people are doing deals. We love the experience that we had. If you're in Dallas, definitely check them out. And on that note, we wanted to share about Millie since we didn't get to. And I feel like since it's been a good couple of weeks, um, I feel like we can talk about it without bawling. <laughs> so, what happened was we shared a podcast a couple of weeks ago, maybe like a month or two ago, um, about Millie, you know, being sick. And if you didn't listen to the episode, I'll link it for you guys in the show notes, but she was she had cancer um sadly and she also was in heart failure but millie if you guys didn't know millie is our family dog she was our dog in college when we went to ut a long time ago i won't even say i feel like it's i feel like it was like not that long ago and then i'm like wow i'm like it was was actually we graduated in 2013 so maybe some of you guys are older that listen to this but for us i mean it feels like it was yesterday and it wasn't so anyway we got millie when we were sophomores in college we never had a dog growing up, and we actually did get a dog, but uh, sadly it was sick, so that was another story. So we never really had one. I always wanted a dog, and um, when we came home, you know, to where our parents were living, we came home, you know, for winter break when um, after our sophomore year, and I said, I want a dog. We live by ourselves now. We're going to get a dog in our apartment. So I found this dog. I mean... Um, we didn't rescue her. I'm sorry. Like, that's terrible. We didn't. But we did rescue Lucy, which is the other dog. Yeah. So now we're moving on up. But we, I found Millie because I remember I found her in the classifieds. <laughs> and um, they were living in El Paso at the time. So I found her. You know, they didn't have, like, they, there wasn't, like, Instagram. You couldn't just, like, go find, like, your dog There wasn't somewhere. Yelp or anything yeah. like that either. So I found Millie on a classified ad. And I was like, oh, my God, I want this dog. I want, I was stuck on, I really wanted a Yorkie. Like, that's all I wanted. Yeah, we were, like, stuck on I that. wanted a little tiny Yorkie, like, teacup ones. And that's what I thought she was going to be. So we we went to New York. I remember we I found her. We went to New York for a trip with our mom. And I still was like still pestering her. I want the dog. I want the dog. And then if you don't know Alexis, if she find if she if there's something she wants, she doesn't stop hammering you and reminding. I'm going to get it until she gets one it. way or another. I will get it. So anyway, I we came back from the trip to New York, and I still was like, Mom, will you just like can we call them? She was like, okay, fine, but if we, let's go see the dog, and if we don't, if you're not ready for it, or you don't think you want to do it, we can just say, like, we need to think about it or something. So we go meet up with them. I think I shared this story in the podcast that we were talking about, but basically we go meet the, the owners, we go meet the owners, and we see Millie, and she's, like, so cute. She was in this, she looked like a little black little ball. She was in this little basket with a little stuffed animal, and she, the stuffed animal was bigger than her. Yeah, she was She was, was so cute. I held her in the car, and she was tiny. She was so small. She probably was, like, three pounds. And 
she was so cute. She had these little eyes, like these little, like she had brown around her eyes mm-hmm. or black. I can't remember, but she was so no, cute. She was brown with black. We brought her back and her house and my dad, our dad was out of town. He came back that day and he fell in love with her and he was obsessed with her. And she was so cute. We had, we had had a dog before. So we were just reading all these articles online. We didn't know what to do. We, I remember we turned the radio on for her when we'd leave the house. She was already very dramatic. She was already, though. like, she hated being alone, which, I mean, I felt badly, obviously. But we weren't gone long, maybe, like, an hour or two. And she, you know, she would pee everywhere. But even at night, she would cry Even at night, all night. she would cry all night. Yeah. Like, you know, like, if you knew her now. So, anyway, she became her dog. We took her back to Austin. We road-tripped back um, that January. And she... We took her to our apartment, and, I mean, we weren't the best. Like, at the time, we were, we were like, good dog moms, but I think we're Not better now. Not the best. We would, like, you know, we weren't really good at training her, like, to go to the bathroom. We had the puppy pads everywhere. It was just a mess, and, like, we, she would just bark all the time. I mean, she's like a terrier. She barked, you know. If you guys have a Yorkie, you know. She just barked nonstop. We could not train her. She was, like, untrainable. <laughs> we had this lady. No, we did We, did we had a lady when we were home for the summer. That summer, we brought her back to our parents' house, and we had this lady come to our house, and we would do, like, training sessions with her, but she was, like, untrainable. She would not listen. She'd bark. And she, the lady would bring her, her big um, chocolate lab and it was like perfectly, like it would listen perfectly to her. And Millie was like, she would not listen at all, but she was such a great dog. And, um, so anyway, jumping ahead, we had her in college for a couple of years. Then our parents decided, we decided to be better for her just because we lived in a high rise apartment. It was hard when we were in class all day and to train her, it was just really difficult. Then we were going to be interning. Yeah. We were going to be gone a lot for, with work and stuff. So our parents were like, no, we have a big yard. We don't have a dog. We'd love to have her. So. And they honestly became attached yeah. to her, too. So they ended up taking her and became their dog, a.k.a. our family dog. So a lot of you guys are confused. I think everybody's supposed both of them. You're like, wait, who's Millie? But it was our dog originally. became the family dog. And anyway, so they watched her for the last, I think, eight years, eight, nine years. And um, she, well, I guess, no, more like eight years. She um, was living with them. They moved to Dallas the Dallas area three years, like three and a half years ago. So now, we, you know, for the last three and a half years, we've seen her all the time. Then if you guys know, we got Lucy about two years, two and a half years ago. We rescued Lucy and we uh, we love her so much. So they have like complete opposite yeah, personalities. Lucy's like very calm. She's like does, keeps to herself. She rarely barks unless no one's at the door or she's outside. And she, you don't even know she's there half the time. She's so quiet. But Millie was like the opposite. She barked all the time. But she was also super good at cuddling. She loved to, like, kiss us and lick us. And Lucy does, but not as much. And, I mean, she's so cute, though. She's so sweet. They're just different personalities. And so we got to see Millie a lot. Then, unfortunately, last January, she got diagnosed with um, heart failure. She's in heart failure. And that was really hard to hear because they said she probably has a year to live. And then we're like, okay, I mean, that sucks. But she's nine years. I think she was nine at the time. She still was nine when she passed away. And we're like, oh, you know, but we're like, okay, you know, she was on medicine. She was like, you know, she was doing better. And then in the summer, she started developing like a scab on her back and we didn't know what it was. I'm not going to sit here and blame the vet, but I mean, I kind of am. So, I mean, they just kind of missed it. They just kept saying it was, they didn't know what it was. And it's apparently a common cancer. So I'm not going to go into that detail, but anyway, she got diagnosed with cancer. I don't know what kind, but it was some kind of cancer that had already spread to a lot of places unfortunately so they did decide to give her these chemo pills and at first my mom was totally against it she's like we're not giving her chemo but they said it would give her a better quality of life and at that time this was in july they said 
four to six months. And we're now... We were sobbing. Yeah, I cannot... I mean, I remember sharing with you guys at that time, which wasn't even that long ago. I shared the whole thing, the whole experience with Millie. I shared all about her. You guys were so... You guys were so sweet and sympathetic towards me and just, you know, you guys had the best hearts and were so sweet to help me through all this. And um, that was in July. And then we were like, okay, so that means we have to... What would that be? November to February? Yeah. Yeah. The winter. So we're like, okay, her birthday's in November. We're like, okay, she'll make it to 10. Like, at least, you know, she had some good years. And then about, uh, well, I don't know when this, how long this would be, but it was a couple weeks ago. Um, during the week, she had, she had been doing great. Like, she, her scab had healed. The chemo ended up working really well. She didn't have any bad reactions to it. She was still acting great. She was still eating. She still loved everything that she was, you know, every all of her favorites. She, um, she was her scab had healed and it totally healed. It was amazing, and she, we knew it had spread, but she was still doing great. And then from one minute to the next, she just wasn't doing well. We weren't at their house, but she apparently she didn't want to eat anymore. She didn't want to take her pills. Um, she all the stuff she normally all of her treats she wouldn't really eat them anymore and she wasn't barking she wasn't barking which they knew you know something was up and then even to go on a walk they would take her on a short walk every day just to help because she loved them and she could barely make it so she still like, would go but she, she would still go but she had no energy and then even just to walk across like to get water she was like sliding on the floors because she was so weak so they started getting really concerned they're like that we don't know what to you know they took her to the vet of course, the vet was like, "Oh, she's a you know." Well, she had seen, unfortunately, my mom. She had, I my feel mom so bad. Had taken her. She all had over taken her um, that to week, the cardiologist, the to she, the oncologist. Yeah, the week she passed away earlier that week, she had taken her because she had another tumor that was growing on her neck that wasn't shrinking with the cancer with the with the chemo. So they were actually going to look to the cardiologist to see if she could was viable to get surgery with her heart to remove that one. I mean, little did they know she had gone to the oncologist before and like. And apparently they didn't realize that it had spread so much. So She was in bad shape. Yeah. So then this was like Tuesday or when, I think it was Wednesday. And um, so then on Wednesday, I think that night she took a turn with her work. She, was, she wouldn't eat anything. Um, and I don't, I mean, I don't be too graphic, but she couldn't even go through her doggy door to go to the bathroom. She was really weak and she was having trouble. She wouldn't even eat or drink anything. So then I put my mom and my dad decided to take her to, I think, I don't know if it was like a, I don't know, this, was hospital. Is on, this was on Friday. No, no, no. But they took her somewhere else to get the fluids underneath. My mom took her. Oh, that was Thursday. They took her to get the fluids under. You can put like some kind of fluids underneath their skin to because she was very dehydrated. And um, the problem with the giving her fluids is that since she was in heart failure, they couldn't give her too many fluids because she would drown. So they gave her fluids that would release over like eight hours or something. And to see if she perked up at all. But unfortunately, she didn't. She was still in really bad shape. So then on Friday, we were we were at dinner with some friends. Um, our parents were like, they didn't want to worry us, I think. But they were just like, oh, we're going to take her to the uh, to the urgent care because she we want to see if they can give her like an IV. It might perk her up a lot more and she might. By the way, they diagnosed her with pancreatitis. Yeah, pancreatitis, which she's had before. So that's why they wanted to give her fluids to flush it out. So they took her there. I called them and I was like, should do you think we should come? And they're like, no, she's going to end up staying there for 24 hours to see, you know, if they can, you know, help her at all. Like if she perks up, cause last time she did. And I'm like, okay. So we just came back to her house and then Saturday morning, the urgent care said they'd call them at 8am to give her an update. And I my mom called me. I had gotten up to take a workout class with a friend, which I didn't end up doing. 
think she called me and she couldn't even speak. My dad had to tell us that unfortunately she wasn't going to make it. So we quickly, like, I mean, I was in like such a panic. Like I wasn't, I no, was like in my, shock. My dad literally called yeah. us. I think my dad had to do it because with his job, he's probably he's used, used to, to having to give like terrible news like that. I mean, it's never easy, but I they already I, they already been crying all morning. Yeah. So they, I immediately start bawling. I I'm mean, like, I couldn't even keep yeah. it. To me. I like literally started sobbing, crying. Yeah, I like couldn't. Believe we couldn't it. believe it because I mean, it was it was September, end of September, and like she didn't even make it two months later. So we got like gathered over stuff. We literally got in the car, drove over there, and this is the worst part: is that we since she was at the urgent care and everything with COVID, which you know, it kind of sucks. And I feel bad. I feel for you, anyone that's lost a loved one or been sick in the hospital. Like I can imagine this, but they would not let us, you know, we just, we had to make, they basically told us we needed to put her down. I mean, we would have done it too because we didn't want to make her suffer, even though we all were like, we just wanted a few more days with her, but that's a selfish thing to do. We had to ultimately make the decision that was best for her and not for us. So we had to put her down. And the hard part was we literally could not go inside the clinic because of COVID. We could not go in. None, none of us could be inside. So we literally pulled up to the back of the building, which is like the worst place to do this. But we pulled up and it was the worst sight ever because we pulled up and our dad was holding Millie and like wrapped up in a blanket. She was still alive at this point. And it was just, it broke my heart. I immediately started bawling. Yeah, we pulled up and like I was on the phone with Taylor I lost it. on the way there, which like helped the time go by because we did drive like almost 40 minutes to where they were. So that was like a long drive. And luckily Taylor was on the phone with me so I could, yeah, like, I was distracted. To you. But I hung up the phone right when I got there and like the sight of pulling up, it was probably like the saddest sight. It was I've ever the seen. worst thing to see. And I literally and just broke we down. pulled up and Millie was, I mean, she was still there, but she was not the same. And she was so out of it and so just so tired. She didn't like, she kind of licked me a little bit when I went up there. And the I think I shared some of these on my Instagram stories that day. But you guys, by the way, were so sweet. Like, I can't even, I got so many messages and comments, and we can't thank you guys enough. I was, I would ball every time I read them. But I'm now at the point where, like, it doesn't make me cry. But I mean, if I see, if I see pictures, if I like start watching videos, if I'm, or already in a, or... if I'm already in a sad mood and I watch, I see a picture where, like, I'll start crying. But um like day to day i'm like much better yeah, the first couple of days if yeah. any, and if anyone even mentioned her name i would start crying yeah i'm like oh my god millie and then i'd start crying but um i'm so glad we had lucy and thank you guys so much for being there for us and so anyway we i held her for a little bit um and she just she just was not in good shape she was ready she couldn't make it anymore and so um we said goodbye to her it was the hardest thing I've ever had to do I mean not that I'm that old but in my time it's been the hard luckily I've never lost like a parent or like a sibling but it was the hardest thing to do we said goodbye to her and it was the worst part was that we couldn't go inside when they put her down I mean we wouldn't get to watch her or you know go Be through with that her. with her while she did that but they you know we just had to go to know that that's the best we could do and we got home and it was it was the worst feeling like you just get back home and like you look for her everywhere Luckily, Lucy was there, but Lucy was so confused. I felt so badly. She was smelling everything. She and was she really, for I think she really sensed it. You know, I think she picked up on it. But, um, you know, we're glad that she's resting in peace. We did we did pick up her ashes um, not too long ago, and um, our parents have those. And um, it was just a really hard time. So, luckily, we're so grateful that we had Lucy because we had no intentions of getting a dog. We had no intentions of getting Lucy. But I'm so glad that we have her because it's definitely – there's nothing like having a dog. And um, I, I, my heart goes out to anybody that's lost a dog because or a loved one because it really does take so much out of you. So that's the story on Millie. Th thank you guys again for being there for us. And um, I'm sorry for anyone who's – I know a lot of you guys have messaged me about – 
um, ones that you've lost or pets that you've lost, and it's I know it's such a hard time. I totally feel for you. But um, on a positive note, we're glad that she's resting in peace and um, that she's here with us now, and we have Lucy. So we have a lot to be grateful for. But we want to thank you guys again, and um, we'll link everything in the show notes, the, the hotel and everything that we did there. If you guys have any questions at all, you can always message us. Um, and we're going to finish off with our favorites. Oh, yeah. For relating to staycation or traveling. So first off, mine is going to be the packing cubes. And we'll link them in the show notes. They have a bunch on Amazon. Mine are from there. And they're so great because you can pack, like, um, your undergarments in one, your pajamas in one, your swimsuits in one. And everything's super organized. And you just take them out. And when you get to wherever you are and you can just like literally just have everything in there. You don't have to have everything scattered all over the room. And everything's really organized and put away, which I love. And then mine is a roll-up cosmetic bag that hangs, that has a little hanging hook. And the reason I say this is because if you're a germaphobe like me, you don't like anything touching the counters. But I feel like everything's clean now. But anyway, on a normal time, I got this one that you can roll up. And it hangs on the little hooks in the bathroom. So it doesn't touch anything. It stays in the bag and everything's like germ-free. So I'll link up those in the show notes for you guys. And if you guys have a travel favorite, share it with us. We'd love to hear it. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. If you guys have any topic ideas or any you guys want to hear from us, send us a message on Instagram at alexis.bellbell or at Samantha Bellbell. And we'll talk to you guys soon.